Welcome to another Principle of Hospitality podcast. It's fantastic to have you listening along. So thanks for tuning in. We've had a collision of worlds, a joining of forces, a banding of brothers. Sash from Principal Design and me, Sean from Open Pantry Consulting, are pleased to announce that we've got a new venture for 2021. You know what it is. It's Principle of Hospitality. Food brings people together and promotes community and Principle of Hospitality is here to disrupt current perceptions of what the hospitality industry can achieve in today's ever-evolving and challenging environment. And that's why we partnered with Chef's Hat on this Principle of Hospitality podcast. Now, if you don't know, Chef's Hat is actually the largest family-owned and operated hospitality supplier in Australia. They strive to inspire cooks, chefs, bakers, and bartenders to deliver the best product with the best tools every day. So we're so proud to partner with Chef's Hat where the industry shops. Now, today's podcast, CoLab Pantry, launched in June 2020 and brings together more than 2,000 products in one easy-to-navigate online platform, partnering with some of Victoria's most loved restaurants, bars, chefs, local makers, producers, and organizations using food for good to create a community that can continuously share, create, and learn together. The brand was conceived by Danielle, Natasha, and Avon, who pulled their retail, digital marketing, and hospitality expertise to help the food and beverage industry in Victoria navigate through COVID and come out the other side together. After all that, it is an absolute pleasure to welcome Danielle and Natasha to the show. How are you both? Thanks for having us. Uh, Absolutely fantastic to have you both on the show. Um, Now, CoLab Pantry is a brand that I really was excited about in 2020, as I was, um, as a lot of Victorians were watching uh, Dan Andrews' press conferences, and then all of a sudden, he said Colab Pantry, and I was like, "Wow, this is exciting! Who's this brand about?" So it's been it's been great to see, you know, you guys grow in the last year, um, and and to talk about it a year after, and how how the idea came about. So, Danielle, maybe or Natasha, I don't care. <laughs> how did the idea for Colab Pantry come about? Um, well, the idea stemmed from an emotional project initially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we love the food industry and we love food in general and wanted yep. to, to do our bit to, to help the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, Daddy and I were having a conversation, just you know, texting each other, mm-hmm. talking about life in general mm-hmm. and then how we, I guess, felt um, a little bit... Um, not necessarily lost, but like we wanted to do something more. Sure. I had been made temporarily, uh, I guess got made temporarily stood down. Yes. Um, I was in the hospitality industry myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I think just being connected with so many um, family and friends who are also in the hospitality industry and seeing sure. them struggle, not mm-hmm. knowing uh, how long this thing was going to last. Mm-hmm. Um, we were like, what can we do? And I guess nobody knew how long it was going to last. Mm-hmm. Um, and so initially we thought about creating an event because it was right at the end of event season that this was oh, all coming about. Right. When, yeah, so we were in the middle of the Grand Prix and we were waiting <laughs> to get the call whether we're going ahead or whether yeah. it's going to get pulled. Um, mm. Obviously it got pulled. Um, and then so we thought, well, this thing might only last a couple of months. Maybe we can ban all, you know, <laughs> Melbourne's best uh, restaurants yeah. and bars and create, you know, a wicked event mm. in a few months' time. And then um, 
slowly we started to see that it was going to last a bit longer. Yes. Um, and then we learned that we needed um, – all these restaurants needed um, a platform mm. to, to sell their products that they were pivoting. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the previous company that I was with, I assisted in, in doing that, in setting up that marketplace. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and then we just saw that everybody else was doing it, but they didn't have a platform to do so yeah. or the logistics to do it. Mm-hmm. And then that's where – Danny and I had the chat, that stemmed, then Danny had all these <laughs> bright ideas and then um, she was like, I know a coder and, and he can code the website. And then that's when our third business partner, Avon, came in and then we were just like, it just kind of like went off then in terms of our ideas. Our ideas were just like going and going and going. And yeah, we, right. we found that there was nothing like this at the time um, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the three of us uh, lived out of suburbs. So at the time when people were pivoting, mm. Or restaurants were pivoting. You could only get goods delivered to you within fifteen to twenty kilometer radius. Yeah, and then there was that five kilometer radius yes. block. Which is, <laughs> you know, um, so then yeah, we said let's create something. Let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's kind of the short version, mm. I guess. And then um, I think um, as we started to go down the path of unraveling this beast that we started <laughs> to create, we. Um, it was really interesting. We learned so much and saw that there actually was this gap in the market between mm. these local favourite restaurants that everybody loves and knows mm-hmm. um, and being able to access those products wherever you are. Yes. Um, between that and your sort of local, like, big chain supermarkets mm. where you can get everything in the one spot but it's all this mass-produced. Um, product, yeah, of course. And so we started to think, hang on a minute, this is actually something that people need and want. And we really saw um, that in our customers, and mm. and saw that recurring customer base, and started to you know even speak directly to our customers and ask them what it is that they want and see it in their in their patterns. Yeah, and um, also in the restaurants, you know, after lockdown. We saw so many restaurants continue to contact us and mm. say, I want to create these products. Like, how can we do it? And yeah. um, we are very much a collaborative sort of business. Like, we love working really closely with our brands. So, we'd talk to them and say, let's do this. And um, this product could work really well and almost become a little bit of consultants with them. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it started out of this want to help and it kind of escalated and turned into something um so much bigger than ourselves really yeah yeah Yeah, definitely really exciting (laughs) continue with yeah (laughs) and i think that's just it we just we do love to help people and that's how you know even danny and myself um met by just wanting to help each other and i think we see um you know you have that downtime even during the the winter months Mm. quite typically where um, a lot of restaurants, the hospitality industry, usually they'll typically depend on that summer peak period. Yes. Um, And then, yeah, they found that there's this additional revenue stream. So it's like they've got the chefs that are there, Mm. you know, having downtime. Yeah, they need to do something. Exactly. And, yeah, um, yeah, it works out because it's not chewing into their – um, the dining service, yeah. Um, you know, especially on a Friday or a Saturday night, peak mm. periods, they can do it throughout the week. Mm-hmm. If they're making condiments or 
ready-made meals. They can yep. prepackage them, um, bottle them up, and then we kind of deal with the logistics and all the fun stuff. <laughs> 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 can you? I'm sure you can remember, but who was your first um, supplier on the platform? It was. We kind of started with about five. Uh-huh. Actually, I think it was yeah five or yeah. six. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, at the beginning, it was really tricky to mm. get people to understand what it is we were trying to do. Yes. Um, and yeah, it was a whole new concept. And just actually in those initial conversations, we really developed and changed our model so much because right. it, it ended up being more of a research call than it was <laughs> about trying to get them on the platform. And it was like, hang on a minute, no, that's not going to work for them because that's going to interrupt them when they open back up to service. That's going to be too confusing. And how do we let customers cross purchase between all the brands? Yeah, of course. And it be easy for the restaurants. And Mm. it was a whole sort of, like I said, unraveling of the beast. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, the first few brands we're so fortunate for, they they completely trusted us Mm. in a whole new concept that was just like, you know, completely nobody left was field, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was Ginger Boy, Rice Paper Scissors, mm-hmm. Market Lane, Samaj, um, and I'm trying to think of else because then they started all like unraveling, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Some of them did yeah, different brands as well, didn't they? Like they did sub brands on their on their normal brand yeah. and, and that kind of thing yeah. too. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 But um. Yeah, I remember. Oh, um, Lalo Bar as well. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Lagoon. The first five. and Yeah, yeah and Lagoon Dining came on. Yeah. Wow. Which was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. then kind of after that it was we, – we got it up and running and it was so much easier to be able to explain because people had that visual sure. of – that they could actually see what it is and yeah. what it does and test it out. I remember some of the first brands we got on were actually testing, um, you know, the platform out, mm. which we loved because we were so um, pedantic about the way things are packaged and sent and how they're shipped. And That's awesome. So, um, yeah, and then after that it was, yeah, it was much kind of easier to get them on, and and then they kind of, they all started contacting us. And yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. It feels really like great. the beginning went really quick, slow yeah. but quick. Then once right. it kind of took off, then it just took off. Yeah, yeah. which is yeah. great. <laughs> but then it's almost like a blur at the beginning. <laughs> was it was it easier easier as well because you had like you know Shane Delia doing Provador and then you know like brands like Mr Yum doing like really high intensity tech like to help out with delivery and pickup and that kind of stuff. Did you find that easier to then go to a restaurant and say, "Hey, we're doing this," and it's separate to everything else in the market? You know? No, I think oh, quite yeah. the opposite. Really? It was Same. confusing because right. restaurants were like, wait, so are you doing that or what's the difference? And right, we're to try and explain how it was different. Yeah. Um, and also because I think they had either an established brand already or, you know, Shane mm-hmm. is established himself. Yes. So for us, it's like, who are these yeah. Random people. Mm. <laughs> Where did they come <laughs> from? <laughs> Why are they doing this? You're building some website? What? Yeah. Makes no yeah. sense. 
like yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's then, about building that trust as well yeah. in those relationships yeah sure because it was great to see that even so many um, restaurant owners wanted to understand the business mm. and the model as well why we were doing it a particular way mm. even from the customer's perspective like yes. how does the shipping work how was that calculated like every aspect which is really it's great to see that mm-hmm. they love every intricate detail as well mm. as, as we do and, and we try to factor in everything um when we're making decisions um and i think that's really key as well when we take on these brands we almost they're like our little babies we want to make sure that (laughs) (laughs) that we're looking after them properly and doing them justice as well we're so protective of the brands and we're so honored that we get to work with these brands Mm. and ensure that you know they've got this almost cult following in terms of their customers, yes. you've got people that'll fly interstate just to try their seasonal yeah. menu. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, we need to ensure that we're looking after them. So um, from the, I guess, the whole customer journey, the shipping process, ensuring that the, the costs are all factored in, mm. they, they had a lot to, to kind of question. Sure. So mm. for us to ensure we were getting that message right, it had a little bit of, we had to like kind of, find our way through it initially. Yeah. <laughs> we got there. We're getting there still. <laughs> is is it like so how does how does Colab Pantry work? You know, like so if I if I if I go onto the platform and then I can buy from Ginger Boy or like certain other stores. So how does that sort of collate? How does it sort of work in a in a website sort of process? So as a consumer coming on the website, you can literally purchase from all the different brands, mm-hmm. products, individual products, mm-hmm. and pop them all into your cart. And mm-hmm. then from a consumer point of view, it all arrives in the one box together. So you're getting everything you want from all your favourite restaurants yeah. in the one transaction. Right. So you guys so are managing that process, right? Like yeah. you, So you're literally got stock from all these places and then logistically yeah. putting it all together and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We didn't that think we'd have a warehouse last year. <laughs> <laughs> that happened through naivety. That's the right. Okay. Word there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was going to say that's a lot of that's a lot of stock, really right? Easily. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah we've so got lots of. Oh, sorry. No, you're right. <laughs> we've got. We, we have. <laughs> <laughs> Someone say something. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> so we, we've got um, parts, part and wholesale. So mm-hmm. some stock that we keep in the warehouse yep. and then obviously the perishable goods mm. we collect a few times a week as well. So oh, I we see. Each, so the um, the brands that we have on board, they, they've got access to um, like a back-end platform. Mm-hmm. So we get to see all the orders as they come through. So there's no wastage there. They can prepare orders as required really. Wow. That's um, great. I mean, yeah, so, so they can, um, I guess, factor in, I guess, that food prep, however sure. they're, they're – purchasing their goods. Yeah. A lot of them now have um, ongoing retail arms, so they, they have mm. stock kind of sitting there and they know the quantities that they're expecting as well. So yes. it's easier. But they we we're about minimizing waste as well. We don't we're not about that and ordering as much as required as the customer orders. They mm. they see that yeah. and they can prepare for that as well. Yeah. Have have the brands like come up with um have they obviously they would have been inventive at the start, right? Have they continued to try and invent and change their products as as sort of the year has gone on and they've been on the yeah. platform a long time? That's been um like something that we've actually loved to watch the process of because mm. at the beginning, you know, they were pivoting, so they were creating these products yes. um as quickly as possible. Mm. 
and then kind of see saw wow, like there's a real uptake on them yeah. and there's people from all over Australia purchasing these products mm. um, and to slowly watch, like obviously we have seen them because we're dealing with the products yeah, day in, day out. We've seen them evolve, like their mm. packaging evolve, yeah. their products evolve, even in terms of um, testing shelf life and things like that. We've seen some of their shelf life be extended as they keep doing more tests yeah, and keep right. developing these products yes. to a much higher level. So yeah. that's been, yeah, really, really interesting and mm. exciting to mm. see. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been nice to see that the, it's funny, like we might receive a product, say like Entricot, they've changed their packaging almost three times. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it sounds like them. Yeah. <laughs> and it good, looks, it's great. They've yeah. done such a great job and you look at them and they've got you know, their nutritional mm. details, they've got all, like the perfect packaging in terms of um, the branding, how it's sealed properly. And you're like, yeah. remember what it used to look like and now yeah. look at it, it's developed and in such a short period of time and now they've got all these other products as well. Yes. So they almost have this, this whole range, which yeah. is fantastic. And mm. when we see our other brands, they might ask us, oh, you know, can we have some feedback? What do you think? Mm-hmm. Um and even like um, Kirsty from Babajan, mm. you know, she's working on all of her labeling, and she's got like so many great ideas <laughs> as well in terms of development. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's nice to see everyone kind of lean on each other yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. and even um, you know, you look at the likes of Via Porter; they're always mm. so lovely and helpful and willing to just pass on contacts as well. Yeah. You know, in terms of packaging, if someone is looking at getting into the retail space mm-hmm. and they can't mm. um, because they're struggling to find, you know, packaging that yeah. suits, yeah, um, they're happy to tap into our network, <laughs> and it's nice to see everyone, you know, collaborating together. Yeah, yeah. Was that? What is that a surprise for both of you? Like coming even though you're coming from the industry to see a community really sort of come together and really form during, you know, really cement itself in Melbourne during COVID times, because we've talked a bit about with other guests on the podcast about how that sort of happened. And like, you know, Kirsty from Babajan telling, you know, telling me certain people were calling her during that time and asking her if she was okay, mm. you know, yeah, like, yeah. and, and that's not, that's been one isolated case. Like we've yeah. had that many times with guests on the podcast. Like we, we got surprised about, the in sharing the, in of the information. hospitality industry. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess this goes back to what we were saying earlier mm. off the podcast. Mm. Um, personally, like my experience in hospitality was largely with Market Lane. Yes. So it wasn't as much of a surprise to me because I was used to having that amazing community and yeah. um, my yeah experience of working in hospitality has been with just incredible, lovely, generous, sharing people. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was something that I hoped that there were more of. Yeah. Um, more people like that out there and more people like that in the industry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been nice to see that and be a part of that, yeah. be a part of developing that and, and continuing to, like, foster that in our own, in, in collab. Yeah, for sure. I think it, it was definitely interesting to see people connect because you'd almost think that, you know, everyone was kind of looking after themselves. Initially mm. you'd think, oh, you know, this is I need to win this battle myself because mm. I'm gonna compete against so many others, consumers wanting ready made meals at yeah. home and yeah. you know, if you're doing one type of cuisine you wanna look after that field. But yeah, everyone did 
well, the people that we worked with, they were a, a, like a community connecting with one each other. Yes. One of, with one, each one, each one, each one, one another. One another. <laughs> 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 I'm going to edit that bit out. <laughs> How's my English? <laughs> um, yeah, so it was it was nice to see. It was I think it was a little bit surprising, but in a in a like a delightful way. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I just remember uh, I think I said to you before I spoke with Andy Joy who, you know, from Carlton Wine Room, one of the uh one of the co-founders there with Trav and he was he used to work with Andrew McConnell for a long time, like I think 10 plus years off the top of my head. And Andrew just rang him during I think a time that was really tough and he said, "You know we're just going to get through this, don't you?" Yeah. Yeah, and that was that was pretty much yeah. I think the end of the phone call, and yeah, I, I think we need lovely. to. And why I keep highlighting that on many podcasts is I think we need to remember that as we yeah. come to a new normal or a change yeah. in direction moving forward. In that, the reason why everyone got through last year was the fact that we were all so close together and the fact yeah. that we trusted each other. Yeah, so I, I, I think, think we need to continue we, that. It it kind of threw us in. And even in the beginning of like how collab started, yeah. it threw us in this position where everybody was vulnerable. And so we had no choice really. We had to yeah. trust each other. We had to lean on it's each other. Point. And when you do that, as um, we actually did a, a behind the brand with Oriental Tea House mm. this week and mm-hmm. David Zhu um, said something that really stuck with me because it's mm. the essence of what collab is. But, mm. you know, when you do that and you work together harmoniously, it creates a healthy society. Like that's what <laughs> we need to be a healthy society. That's and it's so point. true because you can't get through this life alone. And that's not what human humans are made to interact and work with yeah. one another, help each other. And, yeah, I think we it's easy to sort of get stuck in that mindset where it's like, there's all this competition and I've got to mm. compete and I've got to try and stand it and I can't share my secrets and all that sort of stuff. But you realise that you get so much further in life and you're so much happier when you just actually share and work together. Yeah. And it's invaluable. Mm. Yeah. It was um, – we were also saying this just yeah. before we started, but it was really surprising and nice to see um, a lot of our vendors purchase – on Colab Pantry yeah. and not purchasing their products but purchasing from, you know, the brands that we had. They were cross-purchasing and gifting, mm. um, you know, to others and writing little notes. So it was nice to see them supporting one another. Like yeah. it sounds cliche when you're like, oh, support local, but it, yeah. they really, really were. Yeah. And mm. you did have to su- – you know, we do have to support local more than ever. Yes. Mm. You know, to, to survive and just – yeah, it's so much more fun when you are working with one another and working with your neighbours and, you know, the local cafe yeah. down in Collingwood and mm-hmm. that bar in Fitzroy. It just yeah. there's more of a story there as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 Storytelling has been the big thing that's come out of last year, I think, which, yeah. is, which is really, really yeah. cool. Um, I talked to this other, uh, this other podcast about, you know, the press conference, right, that I saw that with Dan Andrews and talking <laughs> about Colab Pantry and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and even him saying to the press, like, oh, and we've also got some boxes here for you to take away and stuff like that. Like it was a fantastic advertising exercise. <laughs> like how did it come about during that time that you all of a sudden, you know, the government was talking about Colab Pantry? Because I, I think – I hope you guys both reflect and, and obviously Avon as well, like the fact that you kept – Colab Pantry would have kept so many venues continuing to trade last year. But how did it come about that, the, you know, the association with the Victorian government and obviously, you know, the bit of an uplift during that time? Yeah. Um, well, we were lucky enough um, 
for Visit Vic to reach out mm. um, and chat to us. And they had, um, you know, this this idea for a campaign where they had a lot of funding yeah. um, to put back into the economy because mm-hmm. of tourism, you know, yeah. unfortunately, um, was a little down. Yes. Um, and so we started the conversation about a particular partnership, mm-hmm. um, but at the time it was still <laughs> – we didn't really know what, it <laughs> what that was going to be, <laughs> and yeah, it was kind of at like all. at all. No, and um, I remember having the conversation um, with one of the guys from from Visit Vic, and um, they told me briefly about what it could be, but it did sound quite quite big. But I was like, nah, it's not going to be that. Like, nah. I remember <laughs> Dad telling me because she was like, oh, we're doing this partnership with Visit Victoria, and I was like, oh yeah, cool. And she's like, yeah, it'll it'll like it's going to be big, and I'm mm. like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then next minute, I get well, a message from which. Sorry. Well, yeah. So just going back a little bit yeah. because so we had to set up quite a few like you know different agreements and yeah, getting, of course, getting all that the the you know, digital stuff mm-hmm. in line for you know what a partnership involves. Yes. Digital partnership involves. Yeah. And they said, oh yeah, if you can just basically have everything set up by I think it was like the nineteenth of September. It was a particular day. Right. And actually, I think it was a Sunday, and it was just yeah, it was so odd. I remember it vividly. <laughs> yeah, it was a Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> and for me, like when you're working with whether it's media agencies, mm. PR agencies, just partnerships in general, like yeah. you don't have your due date a Sunday. No, like, it's like oh, it's the government. Maybe they're just they're, they're working. They they're active. yeah, they're going. <laughs> yeah, they're going. So we went with it, and we said, okay, we're just going to make sure everything's all set up and ready to go by this by this particular day. Yeah. And what they had said to us was um, they're sending the, the proposal, the idea to the Premier um, mm-hmm. for approval and we just thought, yeah, okay, cool. They're sitting in a boardroom saying, what's what's on the agenda for today? That sounds good. Let's go with that. <laughs> That's what we were kind of thinking. <laughs> and then um, I was sitting at home with my partner <laughs> and my partner gets a, um, a text message from his cousin saying, oh, Colab was on the um, – the press conference. The press conference because yeah. we were watching the press conference, but at that mm. time we were doing 20-hour days. So anytime we could wow. sleep, we would have a little recharge. And then I remember wow. jumping online um, and even our, our landlord messaged us as well saying, oh, Colab was at the press conference. <laughs> and we're like, wait, what's going on here? All these people just yeah. texting. Yeah. So then I, I was no speaking idea. to Danny and Evan and we jumped online and we saw all these people online and we're like, oh, my gosh. And I remember it was still like 11 o'clock. You know, I was still in my, my lazy Sunday um, <laughs> suit. And um, it was just like we did not leave that seat for the next – I don't even know how long. It was just – it was rid- it was just went off, and when we say it was like zero to a thousand, it was zero to a thousand from that time to wow. like six months, like or even more. Really, but we're we're so like grateful for yeah. that partnership, yeah, um, and even just so it could get awareness out for our our partners. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we provided the platform, sure, but they yeah. provided the goods, and yeah. um, it was great to see so many consumers being aware of what is available for them from Mm. regional Vic as well to Metro um, and just the great supply of of goods that we've got. I mean, even ourselves, we love food. That's all we do is, (laughs) is, you know, eat and drink and wine and dine. And so we're always just like wowed by the products that we actually have as well. If we had more time to 
cook and enjoy. <laughs> Everyone's like, you must have so much fun with all these products. Oh, and we're like, yes. we wish we could just <laughs> sit there and have a feast on going. But soon enough, hopefully. <laughs> we're getting to enjoy it a little bit more now. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, I imagine it would have supported like so many um, regional, like you just sort of touched yeah. on it then, but the regional Victorian part because yeah. that 5K lockdown was in place for, you know, it felt like an eternity, but I'm sure it was like eight or nine weeks or something like that. Yeah. Um, that They would have been so happy that that was happening at that point right because you're yeah. buying stock off them yeah you know we um <laughs> we had a lot of fun with um working well we, we still do work heavily with regional victoria but yeah. in that time like we um we went and we gathered some of the owners of you know like the owner of meredith dairy wow. and sonzo and um someone that works with four pill like works at Four yeah. Pillars yeah. and Cuvée and we did like a, a whole day shooting like this incredible <sighs> campaign um, wow. just to start like to really tell their stories yes. and um, it was it was a lot of fun and really yeah just it's so lovely working with regional Victoria mm. um, yeah I love getting all the local produce and actually like it's I don't know something really special about it yeah and it's just where so it comes good. From and yeah. like it really, people talk about it. Like yeah, how it's true, great. Right? Our, yeah, but it's mm. it. We're just so lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. lucky. Do, <laughs> do you guys get a lot of? Um, do you, obviously, uh, I imagine your big core base is in Victoria, who your customers are. But like, do you get many like interstate or even international kind of orders? Yeah. As well? So yeah, we get about ten percent of our orders are interstate. Right. Um, and we've got about five percent of our orders are. People purchasing from international, yes, um, but for people in Australia, so right, sending gifts wow. to their family and friends, yeah, that's amazing. So, yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> we, sometimes we look and we're like, "How did this person find out about us?" They in like Tokyo, or actually, mm. we one of the first um, online events we did. We had we had like some virtual events, um, cool. at the beginning through COVID, and we had guests from. Like one was from Tokyo there on the video with us. Wow. And yeah, we've people purchasing from all over Europe and America. And we're like, how do these people? <laughs> <laughs> we had one recently on our, on our customer chat from Hawaii asking if we ship um, her butter sauce to them. Oh my oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember like just confirming it definitely needs to be refrigerated. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, it's insane. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, let, let's talk about, you know, the different verticals in hospitality and obviously what you guys are doing is definitely one of those verticals which is going to be, you know, incredibly important. Like, yeah. do you think it's got to be the new norm? Like, yeah. as as people sort of dine in restaurants differently yeah. moving forward and maybe restaurants aren't open seven days a week, maybe they're open five, like, you know, the retail part or delivery part is going to be really important. So yeah. what do you guys think about that? Yeah, interesting. So I guess – like as we've mentioned, Colab mm. started as an initiative to help and somewhere along the line we were like, okay, is this something we're, that's long-term or yeah. is this just for COVID? And that's where we started really doing a lot more research into the space and sure. and seeing, yeah, what the opportunity is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, there's just such an – like people love dining in restaurants and I don't think anything's, you know – ever going to replace that like I still love dining in restaurants yeah. but I think there's this increase of people being so busy and yes. time poor yeah um and just this increase of wanting to 
eat well but not spend a lot of time mm. um, cooking. Mm-hmm. But they still want that time at home, that quality time yeah. with their family yeah. um, and knowing where their produce is coming from, knowing that they're eating something really good for them and knowing where it comes from, mm-hmm. even knowing the story behind the people that are making it yes. or, or where the produce is coming from and grown. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's um, there's definitely like an increase heading in that way mm-hmm. um, and, yeah, just such an amazing opportunity of – being able to tap into that and um, create that connection between sure. consumers and their local producers. Really yeah. That's our main aim is just to that connectedness and and so much more than what you're purchasing and eating. It's more about how you're feeling and mm. the community around that and that you feel like you belong to something bigger, you know, like that real sense of belonging and it's I don't know there's so many emotions with food I think when you're yeah you're knowing you're you're, you're a part of this huge community and yeah, I agree. um even the act of eating food it's so much like this it's so wholesome it's <laughs> often shared with friends and family and happiness and there's so many just really positive emotions created with food and that's something that we really want to drive and keep um, encouraging and keep supporting yeah. across everything that we do. Mm. So, we were recently talking to um, a couple of couple of girls who um, their background is in nutrition and it's mm-hmm. all science based, mm-hmm. um, and I guess wellness and mental health yeah. incorporating food. Yes, and it was really interesting that they referenced the Mediterranean diet. Right, where, um, you know, you look at the way they eat, but it's mm. more about their lifestyle like they still they eat like a bucket load of carbs and we're all for that yes um, absolutely it's not just um <laughs> you know it's not just fruits and veggies but it is it's a lot of fruit it's a lot of carbs they drink wine yeah they have a beautiful glass of wine they'll have a you know a shot of limoncello after mm. um, dinner and they'll have mm. a siesta they'll have a swim mm. but it's it's about you know bringing people together laughing listening to music and just having a great time and yeah you feel it when you go out and dine in or whether you're hosting, you know, friends and family over, you have such a great time. You look at Easter, Christmas, birthdays, like you're always, you know, unless you're having like, you know, a little family dispute. As <laughs> a, but it's usually a great time, you know. It's, you usually it's leave it. And you just say that because, um, yeah, I remember doing a lot of research into the, the communities with the longest lifespan in mm. the world and one of them is um, in Italy and one's in Japan. And I was researching into what the common factors yeah. are. And, yeah. yeah, there was nutrition and then on top of that was that sense of community. So they all – they live in these communities where even when they're – like the food that they eat is all gathered together and they share. And yeah. um, it's really community-oriented and it's – I think a big part of our core as humans is feeling like, yeah, you're a part of something more. Mm. You're a part of a community. I think when you start to lose that and you feel like you're no longer a part of anything, it just, it does so much to you. Like it it really destroys, you know, everything. So Mm. it's just, it's nice to feel that. And yeah, something we, like I said, really want to encourage, but being able to have that produce 
and bringing that back to your home and sharing it with your family and mm. being able to spend that quality time with your kids or your partner or your friends um, is something that people still, you know, they're always going to want to do that. Yeah, I Sometimes agree. you do want to get away from, like, love dining out, but sometimes you do want to have that real intimate, private, like those private moments where you mm. can just have that real downtime and just, you know, be really vulnerable and let go and, yeah. So I think it's always going to be something that's a need. Yeah. And I think uh, I think just hang with me for a second here. Yeah. I, I think that kind of <laughs> comes through on your website and the way you guys storytell, right? And even like how you, how you pick together something and um, I will – buy something very surely from your <laughs> website as I'm talking about it. But but it's curation. Like I can yeah. see that you've curated the list of venues that you guys want to work with and want to support and luckily it's a lot of great venues in, Mel- in Victoria. Um, but that's going to be important moving forward for the hospitality industry, right, as we yeah. hopefully hit a renaissance period for the hospitality industry in Australia yeah. and around the world and building the, building the hospitality industry for the right reasons yeah. and having important verticals like you've got but not – not just talking about it from a delivery standpoint or a yeah. tech standpoint, but yeah. talking about it from a trust standpoint. Yeah. Like people are going to come to CoLab because they trust yeah. what you guys have curated in your list and your marketplace for brands that you guys respect and know and have conversations with and yeah. have film shoots with and all those kind of things. Yeah, yeah, a really, really important factor of what we do and, and who we work with. Like we're yeah. so particular with who we work with mm. um, because we want to ensure that we're all on the same page and our values align and yeah. that's really stemmed through everything in our business is does it meet with our values? Yes or no, it's a clear answer of, yeah, what decisions we make and who we work with. So, yeah, yeah it's really important to us. Yeah, and that's that's exactly why we started. It never started off as, hey, let's start a business. Yeah. Um, and it was never, you know, that's let's... That's a great point. Yeah, it... it you know, it, it was never, oh, let's just create a money maker. It wasn't, it wasn't that. And, you know, as you would know, it's, it's hard. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's so hard. Mm. Um, I mean, we all ended up leaving our, our jobs um, last year to put all yep. of our energy into this in yep. the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, um, <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> but um, it, it's, we, we do feel very strong about that storytelling and that it's not just a shop. You're not just coming yeah. on. It's not just a marketplace, but it is about that the curation and the storytelling and mm. yeah, providing that experience. Sure. Yeah. If I can to ask you a sort of founder question because I, I I like to sort of understand with with business owners like how they get through tough times mm. and and do you think it's been beneficial to have the three of you with Avon as well lean on each other. Because of because what you would have been dealing with is not just twenty hour days, I'd imagine, yeah. is is also listening to founders and owners of hospitality venues tell you that they're in trouble, that they're going really well, that this yeah. really needs to work. Yeah, there's been you know? definitely like so much, so much. I think my whole life compiled together. <laughs> doesn't even match up. So wow, <laughs> this, that's interesting. Yeah. This could yeah. turn um, into a therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> How long do you have? Um, no, it's now the Dr. Sean show. Yeah. <laughs> but um, definitely yeah. like having the three of us has, like there's no way that I could have gotten through 
and like I speak for myself on this, you know, on this front, but got in through even probably half of the days mm. without both Tash and Evan. Like mm. we yeah. all bring um, so many different parts and, you know, I'll be having a meltdown and they'll be give like Tash will give me the really motherly advice and that <laughs> nurture and then Avin will give me like this like the advice that I need to hear and be straight yeah, out with me right. and it's yeah yeah we're really really lucky to have the three of us yeah I think, yeah we could have gotten through it without each other <laughs> we always say funnily enough like if if we wanted to start a business together we probably wouldn't have picked each other to just because yeah, like, that's interesting <laughs> yeah well I think you know Danny and I we met through work but right. we became friends yeah. Um, and then I didn't know Avin prior and to. Tash and Avin met at the bank signing for the, to become a <laughs> Just company. to legalise so things. Yeah, <laughs> that was our first Literally, because wow. we were in, um, we were in restrictions, we were in isolation. Oh, so right. all of our conversations were on the Zoom. phone and Zoom. Yeah. And the only time we could actually go physically meet each other was when we were going to the bank. Yeah. And <laughs> but, um, wow. but yeah, by, like by real chance we just work so well together on every level like not don't don't get me wrong obviously we have our yes altercations but um (laughs) we're just I don't know I don't know it's hard to explain but I think maybe it's spending that much time Mm -hmm. with each other Mm -hmm. but we've almost (laughs) become like siblings where we we do bicker yes um but I think if we got through last year we uh, yeah, I don't I still don't know how we got through it because it's not a pity party at all. But <laughs> <laughs> like we didn't eat. We would sleep maybe four hours if that if we slept yeah. four hours a night, that was a good solid yeah. night. Wow. Um and God. in terms of eating, we were just like throwing bread in each other's mouths <laughs> as we would move. And we're still yeah. we're already tiny, so we can't really <laughs> afford we to waste like, too much. Yeah. <laughs> but even like not only the the physical elements of it, but just the emotional mm. and mental challenges. Because, you know, when something is consuming you so much, yeah. everything else is um, lacking, you know, like our like our relationships. Mm. Um, we couldn't spend time with them. We're so fortunate to have people that actually really understand and s- supported us through that and still do support us. But, yeah. Um, yeah, our friends, like it's not everybody understands. It was such a... A quite a unique situation mm. I, I felt personally um and yeah I, I think we were we leaned on each other so much like we had to lean on each other because we were going through the same thing and when you're down in that dump it's kind of like talking to other people um it you you want to talk to people that understand and are going through the same thing so that you feel like um they're going to give you the advice that's helping them, and yeah, like, of course, you know, it's just, yeah, it was vital. <laughs> and a lot of the challenges we dealt with, they were, they were like, there were so many moving parts to it. If you yeah. had a fridge breakdown, you needed to sort that out. Yep. Then, like mm-hmm. yesterday, mm-hmm. yeah, you couldn't just be like, oh, sweet, we'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was that. It was responding to customers then, and we're such a tiny team. And I think we were trying to not necessarily pretend we were bigger, but just we wanted to trying ensure to that we had it all. Yeah, it and, was, and yeah. look professional as well. But it was basically just us 
with like these octopus arms trying to do it all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and um, it, yeah, yeah it, it was it was challenging to just respond to everyone at the same time. And yeah, then of course, you know, we'd have thousands of emails and ensuring that we'd get back to everyone at at an efficient time yeah and and then there's all these orders and then corporate and then inventory and logistics finances mm. logistics um, the list goes on and on and on and yeah. on and on and it was like oh my god <laughs> so Sorry. yes yes i just i just had flashbacks to me delivering bread at four o'clock in the morning again so <laughs> i apologize um um now, final question to you both. Like, what are you what are you looking forward to for, you know, 2021, 22? Because, like, if, if you're getting interstate orders, you know, for, for Victorian produce, like, I'm just super curious if you're thinking about doing Colab Pantry, South Australia, Colab Pantry, New South Wales, you know, those kind of things. Like, what else are you looking forward to for the next year? Yeah, I think, um, like, we have a lot in the works. Mm. Um, we have a lot more to do with our Victorian model that we really want to um, solidify and yeah. um, kind of perfect as much as possible yeah. Yeah. Um, before we start rolling out into other states like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just we're, we're just working on a lot. We, we just want to grow our community. Mm-hmm. Um, we're changing out – like we're really um, rounding our offering and adding a lot more to it, which you'll see in the coming months. Cool. Um, we're – Working, yeah, with some really cool people, some cool partnerships coming up. Um, working a lot on our actual um, site and our customer journey as mm-hmm. well. So we're, we're working a lot on that and making lots of changes there, which we're really excited about too. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's always, you know, a million things that need to be done. And I think um, the moment you kind of say, oh, like there's not much more to change. That's yeah. when it's time to call it quits. Like yes. We're constantly just like, we need to do this, let's add this, let's keep mm. in, like constantly improving yep. the product and seeing how we can keep changing it. And um, um, Ladies, what's the best way that people can find out about Colab Pantry or connect with you guys? Um, just jumping on the website, so colabpantry.com.au or on Instagram, mm-hmm. so colab underscore pantry. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but hopefully, like, feel free. You know, reach out, get in touch. We love chatting to people from <laughs> <Do>. you. <laughs> yeah. Um. As I've said before, like, thanks so much for supporting the industry in 2020. And I, I can't. Um. I really can't wait to see what you guys are going to do. I know it's on. Um. It's really, really going to be an exceptional couple of years for you guys as what you do with broadening out the brand. So, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank so you. Much. Thanks so much for having us. My pleasure. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Principle of Hospitality, the podcast. We hope you really enjoyed this episode. Please comment, like, and share this podcast with your friends in the industry. We're making this content with the industry in mind, so we'd really appreciate you sharing along with those that you care about in the industry. Thanks as well to our sponsor, Chef's Hat, the largest family-owned and operated hospitality supplier in Australia. They strive to inspire cooks, chefs, bakers and bartenders to deliver the best product with the best tools every day. We're so proud to partner with them. That's where the industry shops. 
And if you don't know us at Poe, Sash, my co-founder from Principal Design, has one of the best design agencies in Australia. So if you're looking for anything around strategy, branding, digital design, and graphic design, then you can find them at principaldesign.com.au and myself at Open Pantry Consulting for anything to do with hospitality operations, strategy, and recruitment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks to Chef's Hat for supporting us. And until next time, stay safe. Cheers.